We love to talk about the wins and the successes. And for good reason. Celebrating those moments brings us more of them, making us happier people and consequently lifting our businesses at the same time. But behind the success stories are also the obstacles every business owner faces along the way. So today, we're showing you how your obstacles can be the biggest growth accelerators if you let them. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to announce November's winner of my free vision board design intensive. I just had one of these today and the winner said, I never win anything. I literally pulled over as soon as I heard you reading my review. So don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts for your own chance to win as well. So today's review comes from Nick Fanshawe. It reads, Amanda has nailed the combination of storytelling and actionable steps with her new podcast. If you're looking for authentic, mindful advice, this podcast is for you. Go ahead and shoot me an email at amanda at and I'll get you set up with your free intensive. My guest today is Rebecca Tafe, the owner and founder of Red Start Creative. Red Start Creative is a creative marketing company building and supporting brands for women-owned small businesses and nonprofits in the educational, environmental, and family support space. Red Star Creative was established in 2009 with the mission to create clear communications for those who are driving positive change in the world, i.e. people who make good things happen. Red Start works with clients empowering positive change in the world, those striving for social impact and equity. Rebecca is a creative entrepreneur, problem solver, and dreamer. She has a passion for helping change makers that matches her passion for running a business. Rebecca, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks, Amanda. I'm super excited. Yay! Awesome. I'm so excited to have you here. So can you tell me a little bit about, obviously we read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words, can you tell me a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it? Yes, I would love to. So Red Star Creative is getting ready to go into our 10th year next year, which I cannot believe. I know. I know. So I started my business nine years ago. I was a designer and I saw a need in the marketplace and I saw nonprofits and small businesses needed creative design support. And they didn't they didn't have the budget to go to a, a big company with large overhead. And I thought, well, I can fill that gap. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to hang out at my computer, I'm going to do branding and logos and annual reports. And it's just going to be me and my computer. And that's going to be my business. And over time, what happened, it grew. And I realized one, I loved to solve problems. I love to get in there with the clients, roll up my sleeves and help them solve problems. And two, I really loved working and collaborating with a team. So over the last nine years, we've grown from just me to where we have a team. Um, we have seven employees as of early November and then a network of contractors that support us. So we've really evolved from, you know, small design work to where we're really 
partnering with the organizations we're working with. We're working with them over a longer duration, so usually four, six, or 12 months, and we're either building their brand or continuing to support that brand in print materials and digital marketing. Awesome. So talk to me a little bit about, I mean, you've been in business for 10 years, which is a huge amount of time. And I think that it's so interesting to go into how our businesses have evolved from that point you were talking about where, you know, it's pretty much just you and your computer to 10 years down the line and what that even looks like. I think a lot of people listening to this are probably at that like two, three year mark. And I think it's really insightful for us to kind of look ahead and see, okay, like what could it look like in 10 years? Because 10 years is a long time. So when you started your business, did you have any idea that this is what it would evolve into? I love how you say that. 10 years is a long time. And I've really been doing a lot of reflecting on that and going, wow, like that's a lot of evolution and that's a lot of growth. Um, You know, I think in the back of my mind, uh, my very first job out of school, I worked for a small women-owned advertising agency. And I think there were maybe five or six of us there. And I always kind of thought that would be kind of cool to have like a team of five or eight people, you know, run run a small agency. But I never had really any of the actionables of here's how it's going to happen. And here's what we're going to do. So I think in the back of my mind, I thought, yeah, you know, 10 years from now, we could we could have a small working group. And that would be really cool. But I never would have imagined the steps it took to get here, and kind of the windy path that allowed me to get here. And one of the things that came out of the awesome experience at the Being Boss vacay in New Orleans this year was the importance of closing a chapter and Mm, looking forward to a new one. And so I actually just last night sat down and I wrote a letter to my 32-year-old self founding the business and saying, here's what's what's happening and here's what's going to happen and here's what you're going to learn and here's what you're going to overcome. And I sat back and I looked at it and I was like, I kind of feel pretty good about myself right now. Like so grateful. Yeah. You know, like one, I did it. We're here. And then really grateful for the challenges and the evolution and the path that it did take. Cause I'm a big believer in things happen the way they need to happen to get mm-hmm. you to that point. Like everything that has happened over the growth of my business has helped me develop those leadership characteristics and the abilities of an, of an owner to run the business that I have now. And I think if I would have planned it all out on paper, it never would have happened that way anyway. No, and it never does. <laughs> I mean, we can try to control things like as much as we want. But at the end of the day, I think that there are a lot of things, especially in business, that sort of fall outside of our control. And I think I love that you have sort of looked at those as lessons and like things that you had to learn and pick up along the way. Because I think so often as entrepreneurs, we just want to kind of like get there, right? We just want to get to whatever like arbitrary point we think that success is. And I think that, you know, when we think about it more as a journey and who we're becoming in the process and that these are all lessons that we need to learn to get to where we want to be, we kind of take it more in stride and it takes a little bit of that pressure off as well. I think you're right. And I mean, let's let's be honest. Entrepreneurs are very driven people. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we want to get where we're going and we want to get there now. You know, and that's been, I've always been kind of had that gung-ho attitude. And one of the things that's helped me is I have been all about 
coaching and personal development over these nine years. So I started with my first business coach a month, a year and a half into my business. I've worked with three different coaches over time. I've been in masterminds. And then most recently, over the last year, I've been using Cultivate What Matters. I've been using their power sheets. And the power all, sheets planner. Yes. The power love that. sheets is amazing. And 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 specifically this year with the power sheets, what that's really allowed me to do is all right, you have all of these goals and bringing it down into smaller steps. And I think having that coaching and having that tool set to adapt and stop and reflect and go, okay, maybe this isn't happening in the time frame that I wanted it to happen, but look at all this progress that has happened. And I think coaching is a huge part of that. And just being like, I don't know if self-aware is the right word, but really self-aware and just kind of stopping, taking a minute, analyzing where you are and going, okay, now what? Yeah. I think that sort of intention is huge because I think when you're more intentional about where you are now and the next steps to take, that's where that self-awareness comes in. And that's when we start making better decisions about our business. So with that, I would love to hear from you. So through these 10 years, can you tell me what the one mindset shift was that made the biggest difference for you? Absolutely. And I think we kind of alluded to it a little bit is just really learning from those challenges you go through. And you and I chatted a little bit before and we kind of termed it, you know, going from obstacles to opportunities. You know, you are not going to run a business for even a year, you know, without hitting challenges, whether they're small or big. And certainly over nine years, we've had some big challenges in our, in our evolution. And so you kind of have a choice, like you can step up to the bat, you can face them, you can work through them and you can learn from them, you know, and really gain a stronger business or you can give up and walk away. You know, I mean, that's kind of, so really embracing in my mind, here's an obstacle. How are we going to work through this? And how great it's going to be on the other side. Mm. So I'd love to hear, because I know a little bit of your backstory, but I would love for listeners to know. So was there like a really pivotal moment for you when you had to make some major changes in how you were showing up in your business? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would love to share that because I love to be transparent about it. I think, you know, in this day, everybody's got fun Instagram posts and we celebrate wins and awards and all of that, but not necessarily like, oh my gosh, the grueling work, you know, it it took to get there. And I will say I was really fortunate my early years in business. And I remember, I think I was like five and a half, six years in business and somebody goes, wow, congrats on making it to five years. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like, what is it about five years? And they said, 80% of small businesses fail in the first five years. And I was like, what? Mm, I had mm -hmm. no idea. So um, I think I was very lucky to get to that point. And so- Well, I don't think that was luck, Rebecca. (laughs) I know that there's a lot of hard work that goes into that. True, true. But let me, let me, I'll, I'll rephrase that a little bit. I was fortunate that the hard work and the circumstances that I didn't have a massive challenge, you know, in those, Mm -hmm. in those Mm -hmm. first five years, which we did hit, you know, we did hit a really big challenge. I would say probably last year in year eight, we had a really great client. We did some Um, very simple production work. We were a subcontractor on a government contract. It was print layout. I had two production teams that worked on these projects. They were profitable. They happened consistently. Um, And that really helped us to grow. And I looked at it. I remember looking at it in like year six and we were like, 
this is a little too much of our, it's a little too much of our revenue. We need to adjust that. And so, you know, we worked on building up our nonprofit business and our, and working with our small businesses. And then both contracts ended very suddenly last June. Ooh. So yes. So June of 2017. And we had forecasted our year based upon that and based upon the profits coming in from that project. And so what that led me to was June through December last year, I was like a chicken with my head cut off because business development is my job. And so I was running around to get the projects to hit our sales goals for the year. And the biggest revelation I had was I cannot, I cannot make up the business we lost with one, two, and three, two to three thousand dollar projects. It needs to right. be larger projects over a long amount of time. So about a year ago, in you know October of that year, I thought we need to still our services are great, our clients are great, but we need to engage with them over a longer period of time because that's better for the health of our business. And it's actually better for the health of the client's business that we're entering into a longer term partnership for support. And so we have had a bunch of those relationships this year, and it's been amazing to see the results for the clients. So we actually just did our first two case studies based upon this 12 month engagement and really compelling. And then we're going to continue to do that. So we're going into next year and we know the amount of clients that we want to add to those longer term engagements. That's amazing. So there are so many things that I love about that. But one that you recognize that this was something that needed to change, right? And I think a lot of times what happens when we have those kind of like, quote unquote, crisis moments is you're faced with two options. You can either rework it and figure out how you're going to make this work for you, or you have the option to walk away. And I think that more often than not, we look at it like, a failure, a quote unquote, like this didn't work. This is the end. This is the worst thing that could have possibly happened to me in my business. And our brain automatically goes to that like super scary place, right? But what I love about what you did is you actually put yourself in the driver's seat and you felt really empowered to make a decision that was best for you and your business. And you said, okay, so this is not working. How can we shift and how can we move in a direction that's going to support my business in the way that I want it to? And I just love that. I think that's such a powerful message. And I think that you know, business isn't always smooth sailing. And I think if we recognize that, we know that there are going to be bumps in the road and we equip ourselves with the knowledge to know that, you know, we got to this point so we can take that same empowerment and those same decision-making skills and move forward with them and actually end up in a better place. I think that's super powerful. Absolutely. And and I am thankful. I mean, I'm tired, but I'm thankful. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's been an intense, I would say, you know, we're 12 months into an 18-month growth phase. But I am so thankful because if we had not lost that client, we would not have been growing our nonprofit work. We would not have grown to the point this year that we are adding team. And now I can see very clearly the future to making the future of my business much, much more sustainable. And none of, you know, and I, yes, I had certainly had conversations with people like, oh, you should enter into long-term engagements or calling them retainers or, or whatever you would like. And I'd had those conversations, 
but I had not made the moves to do that because I was okay with the status quo. I was okay with where we are. And it really took something that I really, I really kind of call like feeling a little bit like the bottom dropping out. I really felt like the bottom dropped mm-hmm. out. And what it did is it, it, you know, you hear people talk about this all the time. It really forced me into some discomfort. I was a hundred percent out of my comfort zone. I was out of my box and it was like, okay, that's where tremendous and amazing growth can happen. And, you know, 12 months into this phase, I'm like, wow, like we're doing it. Now I will, I do want to share though, talking about entrepreneurs and being impatient. I thought we were going (laughs) to do the growth phase. Like this idea was a year ago. I thought we were going to be all done and ready by June of this year. And that wasn't, that wasn't realistic. You know, we're all, we're all teed up with the team. All the packages are in place. We're 12 months into it. By June of next year, we're going to have a consistent book of business with those retainers. And so one of the things that was good about that is all of these coaching tools I've learned over time saying, okay, stop, relax, you know, here's what you've done. But again, looking back and going, we never would have been here in this place where I feel like we're the strongest we've ever been as a business. I have an amazing team. Like I've made some I've had a great long-term team, but then I've made some really great hires this year. We never would have been this company and I never would have been this owner if I had not gone through last year. Totally. If you're facing your own set of challenges, like the ones we talk about in this episode, and you want to do a deep dive with my expertise and unique coaching perspective to see how upgrading your mindset can completely transform your life and business, go ahead and sign up for my free Simplifying Success coaching call. Together, we'll find the one simple shift that's specific to you and your business so you can cultivate a success mindset and start thriving. Head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call to book. I do three of these calls each week, so get over there and book yours today. So I want to pause for a second, and I feel like we ha- we've kind of like glazed over the fear aspect, right? And I think, so with you, you lost a major client, and there had to be some scary feelings that came up during that time, no? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Again, <laughs> let's like, talk about that. I know. Oh, let's talk about the uncomfortable stuff. So one of the things, you know, I felt thoroughly confident in my business, you know, the first eight years I was, you know, seven, eight years I was running it. Like I felt really good and things were happening and things were moving. And then all of a sudden it was like, whoa, this is uncomfortable and this is scary. And, you know, these are my responsibilities. And It was like once that door got cracked, it blew full open, you know? So like Mm. once you let a little bit of that in, it can blow all the way open and really shake you. And I will say over the past 12 months of personal development, it's been very challenging to go, okay, here's the logic and here's what we're going to do. But then there's the emotional side where the fear absolutely comes in and you feel uncomfortable and you start to question um can i do this you know this is this is a lot to do and some of the tools that i i've had to use tools to cope with that it you know tools in my toolbox and find new ones so let's talk about those what are those tools in your toolbox so i think you know a huge part of that is having a support network one of the ways we've grown a lot in our business is we use an outsourced cfo um, and strategic consultant and so 
She has been my rock through all of this. She is amazing because she's worked with businesses that have gone through these growth phases. And so that has been excellent. The coaching, like I mentioned, I was in a group coaching program last year where everybody checked in with me. They encouraged me. I did a different coaching program early this year. Again, had that support, had people challenge me, help me on my ideas, I think, which is really good. And for Mm -hmm. me, one thing that's always been a key really factor to me at the since the beginning of my business really has been my faith and prayer. And so when I have days where I get up and I have some quiet time and I do some prayer and I take the focus off of me and I kind of say, let me listen today. Let me have an open heart today. Let me be where I need to be. Those days are amazing. Like those, <laughs> those days are literally what? like, Right? Like those days are literally where opportunities are in front of me that I, you know, that are just unexpected and wonderful and all of those things. Um, And so that's been key for me. And so I've been so busy lately. One of the things I've been doing, I've been calling it like my prayer walk because I don't have time for exercise and prayer and journaling and all of these lovely things. You know, I'd love to put like, this is my morning routine as a CEO. No. Um, Right. Yeah. So I get up and, you know, I try to get out three or four mornings a week and I just listen to music. I listen to kind of inspirational music, pump me up music. Um, and that really, really helps. So it's a little bit of multitasking, but that's been a, that's been a huge tool in my, in my toolbox as well. Oh, and I can't forget, I have done acupuncture every week since I was six months into my business. So wow, yes, I do community acupuncture. So it's very affordable. And um, I go every week and I use that for really stress management and obviously a little bit of anxiety management in the last year. But that is one of my biggest tools in my toolbox. Oh, I love that. And I mean, I think when you were referencing your morning routine, you were saying, you know, this is what, you know, I would the cookie cutter morning routine would look like. But what I want to point out is a morning routine doesn't have to be super extravagant and it doesn't have to have like 50 items on your to-do list. So it takes like the entire freaking day. It can be literally just what you're talking about, which is going for a walk and listening to music and really just putting yourself in a good place and setting yourself up for success for the remainder of the day. So I love that you're doing that. And also, I think that this is super important and I'm glad we're talking about this kind of self-care and wellness piece, not only because I'm a huge fan of self-care and wellness, but Because I think it's so important to really like maintaining your energy over that long build when you're going through these serious growth periods and you know that that is taking a lot out of you to really like set a good foundation and figure out what those things are that are going to keep you grounded and going to keep you going because it can't be like all business all the time. Like that's how we wear ourselves out. So I love that you're putting equal importance on that as well. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I remember way back when I was starting my business, I went to a conference. It was before I'd started my business. It was a bootstrap. It was called Bootstrap Maryland. Um, it was on a Saturday. So I went to that and I remember one of the people on the panel and they were all talking about how they started their businesses. And the one guy said, well, look, you have two choices. You can take a year, work in all of your free time, all of your evenings, all your weekends, not see your family and friends until you build up enough business that you can leave your day job. Or you can just quit your day job and start your business. And I thought that I would be a miserable human being if I did not have my evenings and my weekends. And that I knew from the beginning 
those were my boundaries. I knew I would work during the day. I would not work evenings. I would not work weekends. Now, that's my rule. There have been a lot more exceptions over the last few months because we have been growing. But I also try to take a look at it and go, okay, this is the exception. Here's why it's the exception and not developing it into a habit. One of the other things I do for boundaries is I don't usually have my email turned on on my um, I I have it where I can turn it on if I'm waiting somewhere and I can look at it. But usually I like to have that space and I like to have my email at a set time. And so I just think knowing the way you work well is really important. I also know I've learned I need sleep. You know, sleep is very important Mm -hmm. for me. I sincerely believe sleep is the number one form of self-care. So sleep and nutrition have been really big for me too. I I prioritize my sleep. Most nights I am getting into bed at nine o'clock. And if I have had a really intense day, I may not get up until 6.30 the next day. I may sleep for nine and a half hours at night. But, but for, <laughs> Rebecca, there are some people who are rolling their eyes at you I right know now. They are. Saying, oh my gosh, she doesn't wake up till 6.30 a.m. <laughs> They're like, I'm lucky if I can get out of bed by nine. <laughs> I know. Looking at, the, looking at the volume, you know, nine and a half hours of sleep, sometimes your body needs that. I might have other nights where you know, I may be sleeping seven and a half, eight hours, but sometimes your body just needs sleep. So I think sleep and then also nutrition has been a great journey for me over the last few years. I really focus on eating well. I add in plant powered nutrition, whole food nutrition into my diet. And that allows me from the time I get up to the time I'm done to go and to be on and to be alert. And then when I'm done, I want to shut it off. And so again, those all those coaching tools that I've learned allow me to go, here's what's working right now. And how do I need to tweak it? And how do I need to adjust it? But I would say overall, those are really my self-care and my tools that if I know it's a busy time, those are the things I need to make sure are in place. Yes, I love that. And I think this is a good point just to point out anyone who's listening to this and thinking like, I really need to get this stuff under control. I need to start getting the right amount of sleep. Go ahead and download my free morning routine guide because a lot of the stuff that Rebecca and I are talking about here totally comes up in that guide as far as getting the right amount of sleep and setting a routine that works for you. So just a little shameless plug there. No, it's Um, it's a good shameless plug because I I think it's so important. And again, I have some mornings where my morning routine goes great. And I loved how you've been reflecting on morning routines because some mornings I, my head is so full from the time I wake up, literally I'm like, I need to get dressed and eat breakfast and then I will make my next decision. And you have mornings like that. Like, Oh, everyone does. I've had more of them lately. (laughs) Well, I think it's unrealistic to kind of ignore that part of our humanity, right? So if when we start saying like, oh, how can I be perfect? How can I have this perfect morning routine? Like things come up and this is just training your brain. Things are always going to come up. This is part of what we're talking about in this conversation where, you know, the bottom drops out in business and you have to figure out how you're going to handle it. You have to figure out what's next. And the more you can train yourself to do that on a smaller scale, the better equipped you're going to be in the long term when the big stuff comes up and you're like, okay, I can handle this because I've been doing this in my daily routine all along. That's a great point. I love that. So how have you been, I mean, I just, 10 years is incredible to me. So how have you been embracing both the small and the large wins over those 10 years? 
I don't know how well I've been doing it until recently. You know, I mean, to be honest, one of the things I was reflecting on when I was kind of like writing this letter is, you know, a huge part of the transition and everything is, is, you know, to be proud, but then also, you know, you want to, it's hard. You want to be also be a little bit humble about successes and different things, but really I've looked, looked and gone we need to celebrate these things. And I actually, we had some really big operational lifts and changes that are happening this month and they're happening. And I gave them the deadline of October and I'm like, we don't have our holiday party until like November 16th. And I'm like, I need to celebrate these now. And I'm actually thinking, how are we going to celebrate these things? And that's been a tough one for me. And it, But it's I think it's acknowledging it sharing it. And I think, you know, some of these big lifts in October, I really want to figure out a way to celebrate with a, with my team. Mm, I love that. Especially because that brings everyone up, right? So it's like that expression, a rising tide lifts all boats. I think it's great, you know, especially in leadership positions, like your attitude is going to affect those around you. The way that you show up in the world is going to affect the people on your team. So how do we sh- how do we share and how do we celebrate in those successes so that everyone feels empowered and everyone feels motivated? So I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, we try to do um, in our weekly team meetings, you know, do acknowledgement and different things like that. But I'm like, there needs to be something a little bit bigger for the month that we've had, you know, and just saying, Look at everything we have done over the last two months and let's be excited. Let's celebrate it because I think it is okay to say, I worked hard, we achieved this goal, and we're awesome. Like, I think you sometimes you just have to sit back and go, What we did was a really big deal and we need to celebrate it and we need to be proud of it. Ugh. I love that. So, on that note, if people loved what they heard from you today, Rebecca, where can they find you? Oh, good. If people want to hear me talk, 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 talk. I loved, I love to share because I feel like, you know, so many people helped me when I was starting out in business. You know, I remember a woman who had an almost 20 year old business took 30 minutes out of her day to talk to me. I now know how valuable that 30 minutes was to her. And so I really love connecting and sharing my story however I can. So you can find my business. Um, our web, our website is redstartcreative.com. And then on Instagram, we're redstartcreative, same thing on Facebook. Um, and then if you just want a little bit of more of my silly antics and like a behind the scenes of like a not so together all the time person, my personal Instagram is Rebecca Tafe. Oh, I love that. So everyone, you heard it. Definitely go follow Rebecca over there. And Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Amanda. This was awesome. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunley.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now.
And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. When you read that, I want to switch over my Wi-Fi bounce to a different network that's going to get weird. So give me two seconds. I just want to switch back. Okay. All right. I'm good. I just, I didn't, I knew that would happen. Are you there? Oh, nice. So what? Got to be kidding me. Reconnected. Okay. All right. I'm back. Okay. Are we good? All right. In theory, this should be the good one. Okay. (laughs) Well, we'll find out. 